Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Students at the University of Limerick were recently involved in a mediation competition hosted by the UL Law School. Law and medical students came together to settle a claim of medical negligence. And Professor Emer Spain, Associate Professor in Health Law at UL, and second year medical students Haley McLeod and Harry Gribben are on the line right now. And first of all, Emer, um, what's the virtue of mediation rather than fighting it out? Good morning, Joe, Good and morning. thanks for having us on. So the benefits of mediation are, are huge, really. So it allows, I suppose, patients to be heard, to preserve the relationships. You know, often patients will continue to have a relationship with their doctors, their medical providers. So it allows the preservation of relationships, which a traditional adversarial system doesn't. Speedier resolution. We know that litigation can take many years to be resolved. <clears throat> With mediation can be much, much speedier than that. And also the parties have much more control of the process and the outcome. So they can come to mutually beneficial or satisfactory outcomes. Um, and also, I suppose, there's reduced legal fees, uh, which is always a, a talking point. And then the learning, I suppose, that can, that can come from the process. Because we know that the traditional adversarial system doesn't meet the needs of patients or their families after an adverse event in a medical setting. There's lots of research on this, some by a, for a graduate of UL, actually, Mary Tumulty, who's down in UCC now, but her research told us really that patients want more than the traditional adversarial system can provide, which is really about monetary compensation or restitution. And um, so, you know, and they want more, they want maybe a, a, to be heard, they want an apology, maybe they want... Um, to know that this won't happen again. Um, and mediation can provide solutions to those problems for, for the patients and not just provide mm. monetary compensation. Um, and Harry Gribben, I mean, as a medical student, the reality for a lot of doctors, frankly, is that they pay huge, what are known as defence fees, because there's always the risk of a claim against them in the course of their work. So what did you learn from being involved in this process? Yeah, no, I think there was so much to learn from this and it's definitely an aspect of, I mean, we obviously, as medical students, have, you know, um, health law and ethics kind of uh, lectures throughout the year, but I think that, you know, this was great exposure to really understand exactly that. You know, we, this is, this was a case where, you know, um, I guess there's a lot of ambiguity as to the, the process and I think that's the scary thing is, you know, looking forward to our careers is um, is the idea that, you know, not everything is, is an exact process and sometimes all you want to do is the best for someone. And I think, um, yeah, there was a great deal to learn about just making sure that communication was huge. You know, I think the, the biggest thing we saw certainly working as a team was that there was a huge amount of a, a lack of communication and, and coordination between groups. And obviously we know, you know, uh, in our future careers, again, that we'll be working with, um, a number of different teams and, and I think, yeah, learning about also what, you know, uh, the law can, can do for us and how it can uh, kind of um, protect us, but also how, you know, the the, the, the course is, um, or, you know, the career itself is definitely something that's very, uh, um, there's so many situations where even if you do the absolute best, um, it still might be enough for certain families. And so, you know, um, I think it's a really important thing to have in the back of your mind when, um uh, going forward in their careers. So it was really great exposure to see, um, you know, how parties can mediate and also how you can hopefully 
um, be, kind of avoid the courts. And I know that Emer um, and Hope were really pointing that out to us uh, during the competition. It was the idea that this is a, a really good way to try and talk things through to, right. to avoid things escalating for us. And Haley, I mean, from your perspective, without getting too complicated, what was the scenario that was used here that you might be able to help listeners to get a grip of? Yeah. Um, first of all, good morning. Good morning. And thanks for having us on. You're welcome. Um, so the, the case was a fictional scenario of a 50-year-old patient. Um, we'll call him Mr. John Cox. That was the name given to the fictional patient. And um, a fictional. We want to be very clear. Fictional, yes. Yes, yes. Um, fictional purposes. Um, he had presented with a kind of late-stage prostate cancer that was unfortunately, as Harry mentioned, through lack of communication and, and lack of follow-up was missed. And so he presented quite late um, with, uh, you know, metastatic cancer, which um, was probably not going to have a very positive outcome for him. Um, and so, you know, the situation was him bringing forward this case against um, a urologist who he had seen, um, as well as the HSC uh, in general, just for their handling of the case. And so I guess really the goal was that he was seeking, and uh, our team on behalf of him um, were seeking, you know, compensation as he was the sole provider for his family, which is the case for a lot of patients, that they are, um, you know, the sole breadwinner for the family and they leave uh, their family in a lot of distress if, if the outcome is, is poor for them, not only emotionally, but financially and all those logistical things that happen um, towards the end of life. Um, and uh, so, you know, we were bringing forward the idea that we wanted compensation for him, but also that we wanted reform in the system, that we wanted to make sure that this was not going to happen again um, to someone else in a similar position. Um, so so you, you sorry, we, did, we need to be clear here now because I think there was a bit of misidentification going on here, Haley. So you, you were on the legal side. Um, we were, as medical students, we were, um, I guess, medical experts. So it was our job as, as the medical students to kind of present um, the medical facts of the case and liaise with right. uh, law students. Oh, okay, and, and so um, just Professor Emer Spain then, uh, presumably law students benefited here as well. Emer? I don't know where Emer's gone. She looks like she's on the line, but obviously not. Okay, anyway, so the point is, that you worked through the process and uh, Haley, what conclusion did you draw that you'll take forward? I think uh, kind of what Harry mentioned as well, that it's, it's really an, a nice opportunity as, as medical students knowing that going forward, it's very likely that in some part throughout our career that we will encounter um, these issues of, of legal issues. And it's nice to kind of have the idea in the back of our minds that we can approach it from a different standpoint and that we can actually advocate for mediation as opposed to going to the courts um and it's so as students it was an interesting experience to kind of see what would that be like to meet with the other parties meet with the defendant or the plaintiff and kind of have that meeting and how to work towards a conclusion that um as Emer mentioned collectively benefits both groups um and that people can learn from going forward and it's mm-hmm. you know a less sort of stressful process and didn't scare you off at all um, well, it's definitely fearful. I mean, you never go into wanting to be a doctor, uh, you know, wanting to go through the stress of a, of a legal battle. But it is nice, I think, to just think about, OK, there there could be alternatives to, you know, the worst possible case scenario um, and that, you know, you can work through collective mm. ways to come to um, better agreement. Now, I remember walking out the, around the university. I'd say it was the time that the medical school was um, taking in students uh, last year. 
and I, I honestly I, I kind of felt like I'd landed in downtown Toronto. There's a lot of Canadians in the medical school. Yes, there is. Yeah, we're, we have a huge cohort of Canadians. Um, I think you know, year after year, there just seems to be more of a draw for Canadians to come to Ireland as an option to pursue their medical training. Right, and enjoying it. Uh, yes, it's it's great. I just finished second year. We just finished our exams yesterday, and so kind of in that lull of oh my gosh, what did I just go through last week? And, and definitely looking forward to kind of the upcoming years and what it will be like going into mm-hmm. the clinical aspect of it. Now that we finished our kind of in classroom um, learning that happens mostly on campus, I think we're probably I don't want to speak for Harry, but I think we're both excited to kind of move forward and kind of get to do more yeah. hands-on patient yeah. interactions. Yeah. Yeah, and somebody told me very interestingly that apparently the Treaty United FC women's team has a lot of Canadians on it as well. Which I didn't know at all, but there you go. So um, it's great to see and great to hear. And I just want to very briefly bring Emer back in. I don't know what was going on with your line, Emer, Spain. Yeah, I think you're, you're back on it. Just, sorry, were, were, were law students <laughs> involved in the process? They were. So we had a number of law students who were leading on kind of drafting the um, the case plan and the mediate the plan for the mediation assisted by the medical students. Um, and then the medical students, I suppose, were involved in actually writing up the expert report, essentially. So looking at um, kind of, um, you know, what what had happened and what could have gone wrong and what could have been done better mm. from a medical perspective. And, and it, I mean, is it your sense then that <laughs> in a lot of real world situations, if there was a different process, um, earlier apologies, um, a, a clear understanding of what happened, lessons learned, that that may in some instances satisfy families. And I mean, they're entitled if, to pursue financial compensation as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that, you know, there are cer- certain circumstances where families absolutely need financial compensation. You know, if they have, for example, a child with complex care needs um, who need a lot of support, they will absolutely need financial support in providing that care. But what we know is that families often don't actually want the financial compensation. And the research tells us that, as I said, they want to know it won't happen again. They want to understand what happened in their case, you know, um, and, you know, or they want an apology. Mm. And the, the kind of a process whereby they can engage early on with the um, medical team who provided them their care will, you know, goes a long way towards solving a lot of those issues for them. And we know that the HSE Open Disclosure Policy aims to achieve that internally. Um Right. A lot of cases are still ending up on the Yes, yeah, so well, they absolutely report. are, as we well know, and we report on them from time to time here on Live 95 as well. Well, that sounds like really fascinating cooperation between the UL Law School and the Medical School. And thank you very much for telling us about it. That's Professor Emer Spain, uh, who's Associate Professor in Health Law at UL. And you heard from second year medical students, Hayley McLeod and Harry Gribben. And we wish you well with the rest of your studies and your your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.